Hello and welcome to another episode of the Two Punts Podcast. That intro just took half an hour, but we finally got there. <laughs> Harrison, today we need to talk about these NFL draft grades that we've been promising for about two weeks. We're going to label, just, just name them off. I hope you've gone a bit aggressive like I have, because I've given some mean grades out, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I mean, don't just get straight into it. I mean, yeah, if you want to get straight into it, just uh, whittle them down and then we'll just go through the worst and the best at the end. All right, well, how about... When I say AFC West, you say NFC West. We'll do it like that. All right, then go on then. So for the AFC West, you've got the Chargers with a B plus, the Broncos with a C plus, the Chiefs with a D. I might have to put that up a bit because I didn't take into consideration. I don't know. It's hard because do you count Orlando Brown in that? I don't know. I didn't, so I put it as a D. And Raiders D plus. Uh, yeah, I want to count the um, Orlando Brown when you mentioned that. I want to count Orlando Brown because he's not getting drafted, is he? So I won't really count that. Yeah, it's just it was in they were involved, weren't they? That's that's all. That's that's what I was thinking. But uh, yeah, uh, what about you? How was your um, NFC West? Uh, to be fair, this is probably the worst division I felt in the draft for the NFC. So I've gone um, the Arizona Cardinals with a C minus, the 49ers with also a C minus, the Rams with a D minus, and I felt like I had to put one in there just to make it exciting. But I've given the F to the Seattle Seahawks. But I will Ooh. go into that. I will go into that later and explain that a bit more. Interesting. All right. So the AFC South. I've got the Colts with a C, the Jags with an A, the Titans with an A minus, and the Texans have got my F. <laughs> yeah, you said you were going to give Houston, didn't you? I'm assuming, obviously, you'll tell us later about Houston. Yeah, yeah I'll, uh, <laughs> I'm excited to get into uh, Davis Mills. <laughs> The next uh, franchise QB. But yeah, anyway, I mean, I'll go on to the NFC South. Um, the Saints, they were my terrible team in this one, getting an E+. Plus. The Falcons got a B+. Plus. Uh, Panthers got A-. minus. And then the Bucks, I couldn't decide whether to go C+, plus or B-. minus. But I'm just going to put them in the middle. I'm just going to go C+, plus for the Bucks. But yeah, the Saints were the worst team in that division for me. I don't even know if E's a grade, you know. I only ever see D's or F's. I don't even know. Oh, well, I mean, speaking from GCSEs, speaking from GCSEs, I did receive an E in geography. So, <laughs> oh wow, you're old. I got I can numbers from my GCSEs. Oh, there you go then. <laughs> I got numbers. You are old. Uh, for the East, we've got the Patriots with a C minus, the Bills with a C plus, the Dolphins with an A, and the New York Jets with an A. Nice, nice, like it. Um, this one I've got Dallas with a solid A. Washington with a D, Philly with a B minus, and the Giants also joined them on a B minus. Fair enough. And then to finish it off, we've got the North. That's the Ravens with a B minus. My highest grade going to the Browns with an A plus, Steelers B plus, and Bengals A minus. So all that division, I feel like, had a pretty successful draft. Uh, to be honest with you, it's like that on the NFC side. Not really any fails in here. I've got the Vikings on an A, Packers on a C minus, the Lions on a B, and then the Bears on a C plus. So yeah, I mean again, strong in the north of the NFC. Go, do you want to start with the worst or the best? 
Starting best. I'll save my Texans rant. But uh, the Browns <laughs> with an A+. Plus. Browns. Number 26, Greg Newsom. So, you know, we, we spoke about him when we talked about the cornerbacks. Just a solid corner. I think it's good value to get him at the end of the first round. But my favourite pick easily, Jeremiah Awusu Koromoa. I probably butchered that. <laughs> Call him JOK. But to get him pick 52, I mean, that is just, that is fair, fair play to Browns. He's, he's fell into their laps there. Um, you know, he, he's in my opinion, he had a first round uh, draft ability, so I just think that was a solid, um, solid pick there. Then Anthony Schwartz receiver, probably a bit of a reach, but you know he's he's a speed he's a speedster type guy, uh, vertical threat. So you know if they're going to use like Landry and Odell, they could use them across the middle, and then he could be the vertical go-to for Baker. Um, Hudson, uh, fourth round picks Hudson and Togaya. Solid picks, fourth round probably not even going to be, you know play much of an impact this season. But I, I like Hudson, the tackle from Cincinnati. I, mean, I watched some tape of his and he looks decent. And then, um, but yeah, just I feel like it was a very very good draft. You know, they've hit areas where they needed to hit. With receiver, linebacker, and cornerback first three picks. So, yeah, that's why I got my A plus. Well, yeah, I mean, you mentioned him there, uh, JOK. You know, I mean, I, I thought Washington would pick him at number 19 over Jamin Davis at linebacker. So, he did, yeah. yeah, definitely first round talent all day long. I know Sasha would upset we didn't take him. But, yeah, for the Browns to get him, what were it, what were it exactly? Pick number 50, what? 52. Yeah, I, that's ridiculous because that's, that's a top 32 guy all day long and you're getting him 20 picks after pick 32. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's fair play to the Browns there. Uh, anything else on him? Uh, I was going to say, I, I bet a few people would maybe pick the Chargers as the best AFE team, but I don't know. I just feel like with them taking, I feel like their third round with uh, Palmer and McKitty, I'm just, mm. I'm not sure it matches. I feel like they were two pretty, like, reaches on a, you know, third round, you can still get some good talent. So, and I just feel like they were reaches, whereas Schwartz wasn't as much as, and he was only picked 91, where the Chargers picked McKitty in the 90s, who we even said that tight end was not very, it wasn't the best tight end class at minus fields. And then they picked Josh Palmer out of Tennessee, the receiver, and I just, I'm, I seventy picked 77. That's a big reach. So that's why I've gone with the Browns there. Yeah, no, fair enough. You, you still get the charges a decent grade though, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I, I can see some people saying, oh, they probably had, they'd say they had the better draft, but I'm going with the Browns. Yeah, no, I think you make a fair point on that. Um, I will, and then I'll move on to mine. So, I mean, to be honest with you, I, I had a tie for the best in mind. I didn't give an A-plus out. I couldn't decide who to give it to because it was between the Vikings and the Cowboys. I will go into both, but for now, I'll just start with the Vikings. Um, so, Christian Darasaw, I mean, that pick just... Everyone projected him to go at number 14 to the Vikings. The Vikings trade back to 23 and somehow still get their guy nine picks yeah, later. It was impressive. Better yeah. value. Yeah. I mean, you just can't do better than that, can you? I mean, I'll just I'll just obviously list them off and then I'll go through them. Um, well, I'll go through the bigger names anyway. So then they went, obviously, Darasar. They went Kellen Mond, QB. 
Chas Surratt, the boy, draft dark horse. Uh, Wyatt Davis, guard. Patrick Jones, Kenny Unwangu. Uh, Cameron Bynum, Janarius Robinson, Amir Smith-Massetti. Uh, I hope I pronounced that right. I don't think I did, though. Zach Davidson, tight end. And um, there was, uh, who was the last guy? Jalen Jaylen, um, Tymon, Jalen Tugman. Jalen, anyway, I think it was safety or corner, the last pick they had. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is a team that had a lot of picks, so they had it a lot easier in this draft. You know, they can afford to make a couple of mistakes as long as they're bringing in big names. And there is some, you know, raw talent on here. So, yeah. I mean, like I mentioned with Dar- like I mentioned with Darisaw, I think Darisaw's a great tackle. Since we were talking about tackles, you know, this whole podcast, doing, you know, mm-hmm. since we started doing the offensive line draft class and ever since doing mock drafts, we've both rated Darisaw highly, haven't we? So you, you can't argue with them getting him at pick 23. I mean, I was I was amazed when I watched the draft. I, like, um, I remember it got to like pick twelve. Well, I predicted him going to um, to the Washington, and then after they didn't pick him, I was just like, "Is he actually going to be able to fall all the way to the Vikings?" And you know, fair enough to them because he, he did. Because I mean, fair play on getting some uh, getting draft capital back to then, you know, pick pick out. Wonder like a top tackle in my opinion, so I have no complaints with that pick. Yeah, I mean exactly. You mentioned it there with Washington. I, like I said, I'd have been gladly happy if we'd have gone all line in first round and took Darisaw in nineteen because he is a talent. And yeah, like you mentioned, I mean it's just it's amazing for the Vikings what's happened there. Like they must have been laughing and laughing and laughing just all night long at that. I know. But well, uh, do I you mean, know what picks the... they got for? Uh... I can find out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but, uh, uh, I can find out for you if you like. So they traded it with um, the Jets, didn't they? Yeah, 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 the Jets. So they sent, yeah, so they gave them the 14th pick and a fourth round pick, but they got two third round picks in return for it. Uh, Fair play, that to, is. To still get your, to still get your guy and basically an extra third round pick. That's what they basically got in it. They still got their guy and an extra third round pick. They're the winner. Was it a third that. round pick for that year? Or next year? Yeah, yeah, they used it that year. I think they took our boy Chaz. It was the pick they used for our boy Chaz. I mean, yeah, to get an extra pick and then to take just an athlete who, you know, you're not sure. Like you say like, about that Chaz Surratt, you're not sure how, you know, good he actually is. Yeah. But uh, just, to, it's, like a, it's like a free hit in it almost. Like with that, you've got your player and an extra pick. So it's like, you've just got a free hit to just take a pure athlete. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a risk worth taking because basically it's not a risk because you've still got your guy no matter what. So, yeah, I mean, it's great, isn't it? But anyway, I'll move on. I'll move on. Sorry. Um, so the next pick, they did go Kellen Mond, you know, backup QB, thinking for the future, nice and early, giving him plenty of time to, you know, sit behind Kirk. Because I don't think Kirk's anywhere near finishing, you know, in the next year or two. Far from it. So I think, you know, to have Kellen Mond there, that's going to be exciting to see what the Vikings can do um, in the future when obviously they move on from Kirk eventually. Uh, next up, the boy, Chas Surratt, you know, we mentioned it there. Obviously, he's a raw talent, as we've obviously discussed. But again, it's an exciting pick and the upside potential is there. So it was totally worth the risk. Um, after that, they went for another guy like uh, Wyatt Davis, guard. He just looks like he's going to be a good overall starter at the guard position. Compared to the yeah. other guys we mentioned in there, um, Chas Surratt being raw, even Kellen Mond basically being a raw talent as well. Guard, Wyatt Davis looks more pro ready. It looks like, you know, you could throw him in week one and he could still do a solid job for you at guard because he just looks like he's already built for the position and doesn't need nurturing into it. Um, 
And then I don't want to go into every pick to pick that many guys. <laughs> I'll be here all night. But um, we mentioned it. You mentioned it, to be honest with you, um, just then when you were on about the Browns and uh, the Chargers taking uh, Palmer. This tight end class was poor. But Zach Davidson, they took in the sixth round tight end. He looks so much better than so many tight ends that were taken before him. Like you mentioned. And in the sixth round as well. It's exactly. Like I haven't watched that. Obviously, I haven't seen that much takes. He's, he's not come from a big school either. But um, I think he was like a school record for like yards in a game. I think he got like 225 yards in a game or something last season. But uh, <laughs> he looks like he could be. He looks like he could be good for so for sixth round to take a tight end. And like I said, there's, there's these tight ends like what is it? Hunter Long and Tommy Tremble, like you know, yeah. third round, fourth round talents. I just don't. I just think if you can get a guy like this at sixth round, then uh, play it here. But yeah, I mean the Vikings. I thought they had a great draft night, and it's good for me because I made that obviously big ball prediction for the Vikings earlier on throughout the episodes um, of them winning the North. So I'm just glad that they had a big draft night. <sighs> well, let's, let's move on from uh, good draft nights. You know, there were quite a few to choose from in the AFC. The Raiders had some weird picks, but I think a lot of people, I feel like a lot of people don't rate Morrig as highly as we do. That's why I'm not, I don't, I don't think they had that bad of a one. Um, mm. The Colts, you know, they didn't have the greatest, but Houston Texans, yeah? Five picks. <laughs> you got five picks. Two thirds, two fifths, and a sixth. So, you know, number 67, it's, it's, it's still a valuable pick. And to go Davis Mills, I'm not even, even going to get onto ability and stuff. But sure, I took it as they, they either think Deshaun's guilty or, or I, I don't know because <laughs> I feel like a, a third because how old's Deshaun like 24 25 he's, he's not old yeah, is he? I'd say about yeah 25 I'd say and surely you're not using a, the first pick of your draft to pick a backup quarterback for the next, I don't know, what, 15 years if Deshaun like stays healthy. Mm. To me, they should they should be playing as, you know, it's innocent until proven guilty. So they should have been going in with this as Deshaun's our signed quarterback and Tyra Tails our backup. And I just I just don't understand the Davis Mills pick at all unless they think he's guilty. And Nico Collins, um, I mean oh, a bit of a bit of a reach, bit of a reach, and then fifth round Brevin Jordan tight end. You know, fifth round probably probably suits him. He's probably a fifth round quality player. Uh, Garrett Wallow, uh, don't really know too much about him. Linebacker out of CCU, and then Roy Lopez, t- defensive tackle out of Arizona. But I just think, I mean, you know, it's not uh, Nick Catiero's fault, the GM. It's not. He had five picks because of uh, what Bill O'Brien did. So he he didn't have much to work with, but it was just the Davis Mills pick. I just I was so shocked with that. I just didn't understand it at all. Yeah, I mean for what third rounder? Yeah, it's a bit weird, isn't it? And is it, it's not even a third round yeah, call. I, I don't even think I don't think he's even good enough for a third round pick. I yeah, think no. I thought he were a day three player, but never mind that. Just the first pick you have, yeah, it's in the third round. But to pick a quarter, like, even if your first pick was in the sixth round, it, this guy is someone who you think's like, going to help. Like, surely 
if it's your first pick, you'd think he's going to help you in the future. And you'd think their future would be with Deshaun Watson, but I, just, I don't know. I just I didn't understand it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I totally get you. I mean, to be fair, though, I will give a shout-out. I do like the Brevin Jordan pick. Uh, from, like, what are you, Miami? Miami? Miami yeah. Hurricane Brevin Jordan or something like that. But, uh, I, I mean, yeah. I like him because I think, like we've said, he's a terrible tight end class. But, again, I think he's, for a fifth rounder. He's fifth rounder as well, yeah. Uh, I like that one from oh. him. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's terrible. Too little, too late. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, it's like the team I'm going to mention now again. It's, it's very little picks. You know, the team with the fewest picks. Um, and that's obviously the Seattle Seahawks. I suppose it's harsh, you know, considering they did only have three picks, but I, I don't even think these three picks were utilised very well. Like you mentioned with the Texans there, yes, your first pick is a third rounder, but if you're not going to utilise it as the, to the best you can and make yeah. Davis Mills your highest pick in that draft, it's just not really speaking good volumes. And I think it's, to be honest with you, I think it's the same as Seattle. So, I mean, I'll, I'll obviously go through the three, the three guys, you know, it's a very long list. Um, Dwayne Eskridge, receiver, second round, Trey Brown, cornerback out of Oklahoma in the fourth. And then they went tackle in uh, Stone Forsyth, nice name, in uh, sixth it round. Is, is. <laughs> um, I don't know too much, to be honest with you, on their fourth and sixth rounder. Maybe if um, we'd have done another draft dark or Stone Forsyth might have got in there. But um, Dwayne Eskridge, second round, I've, I, I think that's such a poor pick. Like, if you're going to go receiver, there was better receivers there. I'll name three right now for you. You could have had Terrace Marshall out of LSU. You could have had Amari Rogers out of Clemson. And you could have also yep. even had De'Ami Brown, the big vertical threat from uh, North yep. Carolina. So yep. Yep. that's three receivers there just off the bat. I didn't even have to look at the draft like to look at more receivers that got taken later than that. But this was, we've talked about how terrible the tight end class was, but the wide receiver class was one of the best in this year's draft, in my opinion. And I'm yeah. sure you probably agree with me. Yeah, 100%. So to me, for me, but then to take Eskridge second round, their first pick of this draft, I just I don't understand it because I I don't see I don't nothing really jumps out when I look at when I look at Eskridge or when I look at the uh, even the stats, nothing really jumps out at me too much to be honest with you. And they could have even just gone for a different position, like they have gone corner and O line in the fourth and sixth. Um, obviously they want the best corners left because obviously the main guys are you guys like Newsom, J.C. Mm-hmm. Horn, you know, Satan and so on. But there were a lot of good offensive linemen still hanging around in the second and third rounds because um, who's the guy from Michigan? Uh, Jalen Mayfield out of Michigan. Yeah. Did he go third round or was it like a little later in the second, I think? Might be. But he definitely went after when Seattle chose. So I don't think, again, it's like the Davis Mills pick for the Texans. Eskridge doesn't warrant being your first pick in a draft to me. I mean, maybe he's going to go and have a 1,000-yard season and shut me up <laughs> now. But yeah, I, just, I just thought, ugh, yeah. I mean, it was just I terrible. think that's a, it's such a Russell Wilson pick. I don't even... Because I, I wouldn't say receiver's their biggest need. Well, I'd yeah, say the so. cornerback were their biggest need. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, and it's not even like they've gone best player available because there were better players available, in my opinion, than Eskridge. Well, yeah, I, like, I just reckon they've just gone receiver just... So, just for Wilson. Yeah, but I mean, like I say, I think them three receivers I've mentioned there, Terrace Marshall, Amari Rogers, and even De'Ami Brown, are so much better than Eskridge. And there's probably guys who went in the fifth who I think are better than Eskridge. Eskridge was a guy that, when we looked at all these wide receivers, he never stood out to me as possibly... He never even stood out to me as possibly being a day-two guy. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'd have definitely, yeah. I'd have, Amari Rogers were a third-rounder, I think, wasn't he? I'd have had Amari Rogers a second-rounder yeah. over him. So I just I couldn't I couldn't believe 
I, I mean, to only have three picks, obviously it's harsh already because it's obviously, they, they ain't got as much room as the Vikings where they can do hit and miss, hit and miss, hit and miss. Yeah, only got yeah. three picks. You need them to all be hits for it to be good. But, I mean, you know, second, a fourth and a sixth, it's always going to be tough. But that second round pick, I just think it's so poor. Even if they had eight picks in this draft and they still chose Eskridge at second round, it would still be a poor, poor pick. Yeah, and uh, the funny thing is, the NFL NFL gave the Seahawks a B minus, and they also <laughs> gave the Houston Texans a B minus. The lowest grade they fair, gave was to the Saints, and that was a C minus. Yeah, the Saints was a C minus, and they were thirty second. Yeah, yeah, they're they're too nice with their grade at the NFL. We're not nice over here at two punt nation. We're a bit um a bit meaner, a bit harsher. Don't know how you could say the Seahawks had a better draft class than, like, say the Cardinals, or, or the Colts. Like, look, the Cardinals, Zayvon Collins, yeah, a bit of a reach, but still a decent linebacker. And then Rondale Moore, mm-hmm. and then, and then they're saying, just the three picks alone from the Seahawks are better than that. I just, I disagree with that. But yeah, fair enough. You know, you make you make good cases for both of them. So fair enough. Yeah, I mean, who were the other two? Who were the two teams NFL had the worst? Sorry. So the NFL had thirty second the Saints at C minus, yeah. and then thirty first was the Rams with a. I think it was also C minus. I think. Yeah, I'm just having a look. No, just a C. Just a C. Yeah, to, I mean, to be fair, I had the Rams at a D minus, and then I had the Saints at an E plus. So I did have them two pretty crap, to be honest with you. But yeah, like you say, how you can rate them worse than the Seahawks is a bit. Unfair to the Saints and the Rams franchises. <laughs> I know it is. It is weird. Like I feel like people, I bet they probably thought, oh, since they only had three, we should give them a bit of yeah. leniency. But no, oh, it's, it's it's their fault why they have three. So yeah, odd, very odd. But um, at least we finally got that out of the way now. Yeah. Well, do you finally want to give a shout out to any draft classes you found interesting or anything like that? Any teams? You found interesting, like you thought were a bit under the radar, so, like average. In AF, the AFC. Um, I, I really like the Titans. I think uh, Farley falling to him, 22nd. Um, Monty Rice and Elijah Molden in third round. They had very good picks. I mean, the, the Chiefs, to say, you know, they got rid of it. I think Creed Humphrey, centre in second round, good pick. <laughs> Uh, they had a few decent picks. Um, who else did I give A's to? The Jets as the Jets as well. The Jets, I give yeah. the Jets an A, and the Dolphins. Yeah, I, I really like the Jets. Obviously, I, I think Fields was better than uh, Wilson, but you know I'm a bit. I, I loved them going up for Vera Tucker, Elijah Moore, Michael Carter. <laughs> they got Michael Carter and then they got Michael Carter the second. So how can how can that not be a good pick? And then yeah, the the Dolphins, Waddle Phillips, great first round, Holland, great safety, Hunt along, eh, third round, bit of a reach, but yeah, I just yeah, they're the, what about you? You got any uh any shout outs you want to give? I mean to be fair, I mean I am I, I always give them a lot of crap, but you know, I'm gonna shout them out and it is the Dallas Cowboys that did annoyingly have an amazing draft. They had one of the drafts. If I did a mock draft for Washington, they had a lot of picks that I'd have been wanting to add to the Washington roster. So I, w- I won't go through every single one because they did have a lot of picks. But, you know, 12th overall, they take Mika Parsons, 
who is a top 10 talent all day long, you know, back as well. Is, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, there is obviously the concerns with his off-field issues, but to trade back and like you said there, and then Tip Parsons, 12th overall again, top 10 talent all day long. If he, as long as those off-field issues aren't going to be a problem for Dallas, they've got themselves just an amazing replacement for Jalen Smith, you know, the ageing Jalen Smith now partner up with, obviously, yeah. Leighton Van Der Esch, who was a baller himself. Uh, next pick, again, defence, they went for a big need. Kelvin, jo- uh, Kelvin Joseph, we've obviously always said um, Dallas needs to sort out the corner position. They didn't um, address it in the first round. So obviously they made sure with their next pick, you know, they addressed that situation and didn't do all stupid like taking Dwayne Eskridge in the second round. Um, I'm a bit harsh on Seattle, that one. It. <laughs> next yeah. pick, next pick, the Tucky boy, Osa Odegazua. I know, um, I know. You can, you can see the quality is there, obviously. Be interesting to see what he does, considering he's, you know, your draft dark horse. It's annoying, obviously, that he's gone to the Cowboys. I felt proud, though. Felt proud <laughs> when, he got, when his name was said. When he did it, when his cam- with the cameras at his house or all like that? I can't remember. The, I can't remember his pick that well. Uh, I'll be honest, I can't. I know it was, it was obviously, obviously, for, Last for like day three and two, it's it's like just a bunch of fans in it who call them out or like yeah yeah random people. So yeah, I can just remember someone butchering his name, but yeah, <laughs> it's probably us butchering his name as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean a little later on, they again they took an absolute stud of a player who just fell in this draft in my opinion uh, I mean he's got a few issues as well but I don't think it's going to be out major for him but that's uh, Jabril Cox you know they went linebacker again I think they took him just because they couldn't pass up on an opportunity to take a player who could just be really good and has a good upside obviously he played um, he played at the same college as Trey Lance didn't he and then he transferred to LSU he's, um, the season before I think did he ever play at LSU well, last season he transferred to LSU and he couldn't play because of Covid Sorry, the season before. But he, he looks an absolute stud, does Jabril Cox. Like, fourth-round talent. Like, I think, he, to me, he, he could have been a day-tour all day long. But to get him in the fourth round, I just think Dallas couldn't afford to pass up on a guy who, in my opinion, is a day-two, and maybe they thought the same. Um, I mentioned someone on the offensive side because they did go pretty heavy on defence, which was their biggest need at Dallas. But um, wide receiver, Simi Fahoko, great name. It's another weapon for Dak Prescott. It looks like, you know, he could be a threat because he's got that quick, nimble speed. And to be honest with you, they don't, they don't really have that at Dallas, to be fair, because, like, Gallup, um, Gallup's a vertical. I'd say Amari Cooper's more vertical than, you know, like, nimble and cutting in. Um, obviously, yeah. they took uh, C.D. Lamb last season. He's more nimble. But I think they are missing, a you know, a bit of a shorter slot kind of receiver. And Simi Fahoko, I think, uh, got a good chance of making some waves at Dallas. But, like I say, it's annoying because Dallas has made the NFC East, in my opinion, it's more theirs to lose now because they're going to have Dak back. Hopefully he's 100% healthy and competing for him. And this draft that they've had, you know, it's just improved their team even more than it already has. Because like we said, offensively, they've been great. Up, you know, I mean, Ezekiel Elliott's been butterfingers you know, for like you know last year or so. But if he fixes that problem, they get a run game going as well. And if that yeah. defence you know, sharpens up with Parsons and Van Der Esch and then Guys like Kelvin Joseph at cornerback, you know. I mean, I, I can't remember all the free agency moves that they made either. I don't think they made that much of a splashing free agency, did the Dallas? I don't think they did all crazy. Uh, no, because their big thing was just getting uh, Prescott back, wasn't it? Yeah. 
Nothing springs to mind with them. He's but, the fourth uh, yeah. highest paid athlete in the world, man. That's crazy. They're a rich franchise, are they? Yeah, but Dak Prescott, mad in it. Fourth round pick is now the fourth highest paid athlete in the world. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, when you say it like that, then yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? It is just fair play to him. Fair play to him. But, um, yeah, the Cowboys did have a decent class, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, well, like I say, I think I think the NFC's East. I think that they've gone up to being because everyone will say like it's between them and Washington. I think, I think to be honest with you, everyone's on a climb in this division on who could win this division. Apart from the Eagles, the Eagles just don't look like they're really going to do anything. But they might surprise everyone. But the Giants are always climbing and improving. The Cowboys after this draft up there and improving. You know, Washington that solid D line obviously always growing. So it'll be interesting yeah. to see what happens in the NFC East. But yeah, I, I thought I'd give, you know, I always give the Cowboys a lot of hate, but I'll give them a shout out for that great <laughs> draft at the end. Yeah, fair enough. Um, should we go to the final segment? Yeah, let's do it. So, you know, it's, it's, it's the big news apart from obviously the draft. And that is where will Aaron Rodgers be playing next season? I mean, a little bit of bias here. I'd like it to be the Denver Broncos. <laughs> I, I just, I just really hope that he's seen Peyton, what Peyton Manning did, and thinking, could I, could I do that? And the answer is yes, Aaron. You 100% <laughs> could do that. We've got three amazing receivers in uh, Sutton, Judy Hamler. Our, our fourth receiver had our most touchdowns last year in Tim Patrick. That's just crazy. Um, who else? Uh, Noah Fan, Albert Oku. I just, uh, just come on, just, just, just come, you know. And I, I still think he's got, he's got like, he's thirty-eight, I think, isn't he? Yeah, well, um, uh, thirty-eight. Yeah, yeah, it might be actually. Just, oh god, it's mad to think that he's thirty-eight. You don't look I it. Think, I think he's, <laughs> I think he's like thirty-seven or thirty-eight. But You're right. he didn't play the first three years of his career, so really. Mm. He's thirty-five, so I I think he's 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 got he's got years left, and I just oh, I just think it'd be such a good place for him to come. Uh, yeah, I mean, is there anyone else you can see? Everyone's saying the Raiders, but it's like I, I just I don't I, I don't know I just I think the Raiders would be weird for him to go to. Um, and Colin Coward said he'd make sense at the Browns. Which, you know, just says everything <laughs> about Colin Coward. Yeah, that's Colin Coward uh, for you. <laughs> uh, apart from that, I, I don't really know anywhere else that's... Do you, can you think of anywhere else who would need him? Where he'd be willing uh, to go? Because ultimately, it's, I mean, up to, it's up to him, isn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, you mentioned, obviously, the Raiders there. I think it's more... People just more... I think the Raiders are more just in the conversation just for the fact that John Gruden is their head coach and Mike Mayock is their GM. And those guys just love doing weird shit basically and obviously having a quarterback room of Derek Carr and Mariota isn't enough for them they need Aaron Rodgers as well (laughs) yeah if if, you know even if they had Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady were available they'd probably still try and get Tom Brady and that's just how weird the Raiders organization is bro but yeah um, I can see why the Raiders are in the conversation but that's just more the fact of Gruden and Mayock love to make a splash to be honest with you Carolina I think Carolina's a good shout you know um, I, I don't you could even knock a Darnold in the trade and then a first-round pick. And I don't think if Green Bay, the thing is the problem in it. You just don't know how fragile the relationship is between Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. The thing with Carolina is I'm not sure what they have 
is actually much better than what the, his current situation at the Packers. I, obviously, I'm I'm going to be a bit biased, but I I think the Broncos offer more right now than the Packers do, just with receiving oh, threats yeah. and things like that. Yeah, definitely, definitely, and I think that's what's obviously and, tempting him the most. Yeah. Isn't it? And I'm I'm not sure it, unless Devonte Adams goes with him to Carolina, I'm 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 not sure what's what's you know going to draw him to Carolina. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I mean, to be honest with you, you, you just wonder whether he's just sick of the Green Bay franchise and just wants to get out of the franchise and be like, look, I'd... it's like Brady, isn't it? With Belichick, it's like, it, it's it's me, it's not you. And that could just be Rodgers with Green Bay. Like, if I leave you guys, you guys are going to be a two and four. You, you guys are going to become the New York Jets. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because Rodgers, Rodgers, in his head, Rodgers might just have that mentality at the minute, like, you know, I'm the reason you guys have done what you've done and you've never gave me, you know, anything in return. You've never, you know, looked after me like this, 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 whatever, whatever. So, because obviously for the last couple of years, he's always been like a trade rumour somehow, as Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And it just doesn't make sense how he's always been in the rumours to like leave Green Bay. So, I imagine mean, if, there is a... imagine, imagine if they like got him a DK Metcalf, uh, Justin Jefferson, or like someone, you know what I mean? Imagine yeah. if they got him or someone else without Adams. Even like someone like a Noah Fant or someone. Like, he doesn't have to be a receiver, but... Yeah. I'd, I'd, just, I'd love it for Green Bay to get shit. Just be a shite team for a bit. But it's going to turn out where that Jordan loves the even gonna even better than Aaron Rodgers, isn't it? Well, I don't know. I did see a horrible video clip of Jordan Love um, <laughs> doing some training. It didn't look... I'll try and find it on Instagram for you and tag you in it. But basically, uh, you know what like them Zach Wilson throws uh, where he's throwing on the run, yeah. bombing it 60 yards. Uh, Jordan Love does one, uh, you know where they throw the ball into those little nets, like little target yeah. nets, basically. Uh, Love, Love does one on the run and it's probably about 15, 20 yards away. And the ball just like hits the ground like five yards. Is <laughs> <laughs> um, Rodgers in training, I, I guess? Well, Has he turned up like, and stuff? It's only like rookie minicamp at minute, innit? So I don't think um, the experienced guys are allowed to be there, rather. Oh, fair, fair enough. But yeah, I, to me, if he leaves, I think it will be and should be to the Broncos. But I, I just, I, I don't know. The more it goes on, I just, I'm not thinking he's coming now. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like you said, I, to be honest with you, I'll be honest, it's, it is between the Packers and. The Broncos, I think, if especially, I think Denver, we're talking obviously about what Rodgers would like and obviously the receiving talents of Denver. And even, you know, you didn't mention it there, but even, you know, just having Gordon and Williams in his backfield, I'm sure he'd even love that. Just dependable guys who can, you know, get a ground game going and give him a breather. But it's about Denver as well. If Denver want a chance to win, they have to just go all in and get Aaron Rodgers, considering you, you mentioned it, you know, yesterday to me. Aaron Rodgers, you bring him into this division, he's the second best QB guaranteed. Without Aaron Rodgers, yeah, Denver, yeah, have, yeah. Denver have the worst QB in the division. That's how good the QBs are in this division. And if Denver want a chance yep. to be making playoffs and even challenging Kansas City, they need an elite quarterback for all this receiving talent that they do have. Because don't get me wrong, I like Drew Locke. You know I like Drew Locke, you know, but he is mm-hmm. not elite. Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Bridgewater is not elite. They're just starting caliber quarterbacks. And if Denver want to win right now, because this Kansas City Chiefs team is too good, you don't know if Herbert's going to yep. become obviously a monster as well. The Raiders are just, yeah. they're just always going to be a 50-50 team who win and lose. But 
yeah if you know i'm you know i'm i'm I'm, obviously i'm preaching to you but you know all this already obviously if you guys want to win this is the kind of guy you need and it's just how you know what what are denver willing to give to green bay considering rogers don't even want to be there green bay want to ship him it's 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 a weird situation and again with deshaun watson still out there you know he you know could find himself on you know Obviously, all the personal stuff, but we could find him. You know, he could find himself on a team, and maybe you don't get Aaron Rodgers. Maybe you get to Sean Watson. You know, we don't know what's going to happen in three months' time because there is yeah. still a long way to go till the season starts. Because when's the first preseason game? Like August, August, 9th, yeah. August ninth or something like that. So yeah, 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 what? We're three months away from a preseason game. Still plenty that could happen. Yeah, but yeah, it's just weird with Aaron Rodgers in it, like. Ah, just, he just hurts. I just, I just want him so bad. <laughs> I've had to get, like, I, you know, I became a fan after Manny. I've, mm-hmm. The best quarterback I've ever seen is Trevor Simeon. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> how that's how low is for me. That's how low the standard of quarterback play is that I've seen. So, but then it, it doesn't really make sense for the Packers to do it either because without him, they are a rubbish team. Like obviously they've got Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams was a special receiver, but if they like say, look at our 2015 season, we had awful quarterback play, but just a solid team that won as a Super Bowl. Like mm. the Packers are nowhere near that. Packers defense isn't that great, no. and they're, like they're just lucky that they've had a Hall of Fame quarterback like two times in a row. You know, it's yeah, it's, it's going to be. It's going to be interesting, isn't it, to see what happens. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, if he's not there, like you mentioned, obviously, Devontae Adams won't want to lose him. I mean, Aaron Jones, obviously, re-signing. I'm sure he'd, you know, he wouldn't have probably wanted to re-sign. If he knew Aaron Rodgers wanted to leave, he'd have probably would have got yeah. more details going free agency. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, they've got, I, mean, I love Valdez Scantling. I'll give Valdez Scantling a shout-out. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's not a great receiver class. It's not a great receiver room that... Green Bay and yeah, I mean like we mentioned there with Aaron Jones, I bet he's kicking himself if Rogers leaves and he's re-signed there. Like what the hell have I done right here? But I feel like, I mean even that, I wonder how if Aaron Rodgers was happy with them spending forty eight million on a running back. I wonder what he thought of that. Well, I mean, well to be fair, yeah, maybe we're looking at it um, a different way and maybe we need to look at it that way. Like that's Aaron Jones re-signing is more of a bad thing, you know, that rather than a good thing. So yeah, yeah, I mean yeah. yeah. You make a fair point, but I think that's the problem, isn't it? We just don't really know exactly what's what because Rogers is always, he's always just been a private guy, anyway, as Rogers, but you just don't hear it. He anything, just wants like, to you know. host Jeopardy, doesn't he? <laughs> that's all he wants to do. <laughs> 70 day a year work schedule. That's, that sounds good to him. <laughs> but, I mean, we'll, I mean we'll, we'll shut it down in a minute, but just to end it, we're obviously talking about him you know, switching teams and everything like that. Do you see retirement as an option? If. But, I don't know. I I don't know how much he actually hates the Packers. Because, <laughs> you know, like, if he truly hates them, it's either somewhere else or retirement. But I, I doubt he's going to give up. Well, I don't know. I, I assume Jeopardy pays well. But uh, <laughs> I, I doubt he retires. I reckon he just, you know, sticks it out for like another year or two with the Packers and then tries to leave again. So you reckon he'd rather stay with the Packers than retire, yeah? No, it, oh, he he retires and then joins somewhere else. <laughs> Takes a year out, 
does jeopardy for a year and comes back, like what Andrew Luck's going to do. Oh, that'd be good. I'd love to see Andrew Luck back. Such oh, that's, it? I'd... that's a tough QB player right there. That's a tough quarterback, is that? That is. It's, it's mad that he retired at 29. It's all been hits he'd take, man. That fucking... I mean, they only had Quentin Nelson. They basically had one man blocking for him like, towards the back end of his career. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to say back end of his career when he's 29. <laughs> Rogers is probably going to stay at Packers and get more money in it. But, you know, I can dream. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think um, if I was to like look at the NFL app and get Aaron Rodgers breaking news, the breaking news I'd expect the most is reset. Obviously, same with the Packers. And then I'd probably put it at let's then I'd, let's say let's put it between Broncos and retirement. I'd probably go, I'd probably go Broncos second and then retirement last. Like you mentioned with Rogers, he's still so healthy and he's still got years left. It'd just be silly for him to retire right now. But you make the shout of maybe retire, do jeopardy for a year and then come back. You know who knows? We'll get an ESPN thirty for thirty documentary. It worked for Gronk. It worked for Gronk, didn't it? Longest well, well, reign, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. WWE champion. But yeah, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, Instagram's popping off at the minute. You're really missing out if you don't follow us over there. At, at the Two Blunts Podcast. And on Twitter. Macca's Twitter game is strong. Uh, my gift game. My gift know, game on Twitter is strong. Yeah, he, he has got an <laughs> unbelievable gift game. It is so much to behold. You know, we just we just send abusive messages to Colin Coward all the time. That's, you know, that's pretty much our, that's our Twitter game. But, Still waiting um, for a reply. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's he's too big time for us, isn't he? <laughs> but um, yeah, thanks for listening, guys, and uh, peace. Peace.